Good morning, morning, wife. All right. Can y'all hear me now? Something happened. Like I said, okay, it is working. My wife joined us and everything changed. So my intro was just me moving my lips, I'm sure. But um, as I was trying to say, JD couldn't join us tonight. As many of you know already, he's got some things going on. He wants to take some time away from social media and just have time alone with the Lord. And obviously for that reason, I respect that and I'm not uh, upset about that at all. So I told him, all right, I'm going to do some last minute changes. My wife uh, lives with me, luckily. So I was able to just go like, hey, can you come on the show? But you guys have been requesting it constantly talk about when are you going to get your wife there? When are you going to get your wife there? So uh, she's here. Fingers crossed that you don't find out how I'm not that great because, you know, she's incredible. So it makes me not look as good. Right. Um, But no, seriously, uh, uh, we're definitely going to dive in tonight to a topic. However, I will say this, though. Um, we're leaving the comments on for TikTok as well, because as I preview, this is going to be a QA and a and I'll explain to you why, uh, we believe this would be good for some people. Some of you might not need any type of advice from us. We've been through a lot of things and, and we can definitely offer some wisdom for the younger people and, and you might not need it, but we'll explain why in a moment. But I do want to preface this by saying this was not planned. So therefore it's not like we had this prepared and we came into this with a bunch of information. She's throwing away her nightly plans of getting rest uh, to help me out. So bear with us if it's just all over the place. Mods, as always, you know that we're going to have trolls um, in here. And I ask you that if anyone blasphemes, block them, and disrespects my wife, blocks them, because you know how I get down. I don't play that. Other than that, let the people that come and have nonsense to say, just ignore them, guys. Um, Mainly, we'll be focusing on YouTube. um, And if necessary, we will shut the comments off over here. Uh, But that's enough for that. Um, let me introduce you all. This is my wife, 10 Asia, 10 Asia. It's, it's, it's easy. It's like the number and the continent. It's that simple. That's literally how I introduced myself in college. For some reason, when people say my name, they want to do a ish or something like that, but it is literally how it sounds. 10 Asia, 10, like the number Asia, like the continent. My parents got my name from the word tenacious. My dad used to call my mom tenacious, which means stubborn when she was pregnant with me. So obviously I was already destined to be a stubborn person uh, before I was even born. No, no. (laughs) I will say this though. I do love the fact that her name is so unique. I've yet to meet another Tanasia. So when I hear her name, she's the only human being I think of, like literally. Now there might be another Tanasia out there, but legit, like she's the only human being I know with that name. So I do love that fact. And she married one of the most common names in the world, Michael. Michael. but yeah, so tonight we're going to do a little Q&A, um, and let me just give you guys a little bit of background. I'll speak on what I can speak on, and then I'll let my wife speak. Uh, and some of you already know this, but we are a blended family. We both have our own children that we came into the marriage with, and then we have a child in our marriage. Obviously, if you haven't noticed, we're an interracial marriage. Um, yes, I'm white. I know. Mind-blowing. Um, and, and on top of that, we both have come from broken marriages where we weren't walking with the Lord the way we probably should have been, and the Lord wasn't the center of our marriage, and therefore those marriages failed. Um, then we found each other and put our marriage to, centered on the Lord. Um, so a lot of things that we have been through as a couple, and many of you have known, uh, have been here enough to hear the things that I've been through in my past to know that I personally have been through domestic violence and I'm not going to force her to be on the spot and share things, but many of you know, I've been through that uh, addiction. Um, I'm, I've never been a cheater. Proud of that one. I'm a, I'm a terrible piece of crap in a lot of other areas of my past, but that's one I never crossed because I also hate it. Like if, 
I used to be like, that's the most disgusting thing you can do in the world. I'll steal your money for drugs back in my old life and, and just do all types of terrible stuff. But that was the line I, I drew. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can relate to anything you've been through as I've shared with you guys many times. And, um, uh, I guess I'll let my wife uh, tell you a little bit about herself since y'all hear me talk every single time the camera's on. So, <laughs> um, well, since we're talking about like marriage and family and things like that, then I guess that that's where I'll start. Um, so I was married to my high school sweetheart. Um, and I went to college and he went to the military. So we kind of both share that, that military spouse background, though I've been on both sides of it. Um, and things happen like they normally happen with early military marriages where, um, they don't necessarily work out. Uh, unfortunately we also, well, I wouldn't say unfortunately, cause I'm very happy to have our daughter. I love her so much. She's so wonderful. Um, but we, we did, uh, separate with a child. Um, we have a wonderful relationship right now. They actually live like down the street from us. We have a very good co-parenting relationship, which is something that I speak about very often. I've actually got a few like YouTube videos about successful co-parenting and I've done a few podcasts about that in the past. Um, but after that marriage ended, um, I dated someone else at the time and it didn't work out. And then <laughs> I happened to stumble upon Michael. Do they know how we met? I say online, I never give more detail than Let that. Let him tell y'all how we really met. This camera is like all up in my face. I feel like y'all are seeing all yeah. my whole head. But anyways, um, how do we meet? Online. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let me just preface this. Things have changed since we met, right? Yeah. So that app today is 100% for hookups. Yes. So the reason why I don't bring that up, up off, often is because it's like, uh, yeah, it's got bad stigma. Yeah. But we met on Tinder when Tinder first came out. Yeah, and that's so it was brand new. That's literally how we met each other. For me, it had just came out and I was newly single. And one of my girlfriends was like, Hey, have you heard about Tinder? Let's see what this is all about. And then got on there and was like, left, right, left, right, how you're supposed to be, and happened to to match with Michael. And then he tells me that it was, I don't know how to do my hand right here. There's two cameras, so. <laughs> he tells me that it was also his first couple of days on Tinder as mm -hmm. well. Um, I just got the Texas. Yeah. And it was actually really weird because I didn't even know how Tinder really worked at the time. I just know that I matched with him. And then it was like, he's 0.3 miles away from you. And I was like, hold up. That's a little too close and weird. <laughs> and you know, yes, I just got the Texas and I was living at a friend's house. Cause remember I, I y'all know my testimony. I came here with a backpack and a one-way ticket, yeah. which also means I had no, in the worldly view of a man, nothing to bring to the table for a woman, right? Like I'm not coming into this with money, success, a career, a future, a job. Like I'm technically homeless. Cause it's not my home. I was living at, I, I didn't have a job. I had like Matter of fact, when I first met her, we were friends at first and we would go, she, she's the kind of person that is great with saving her money. And if she wants something, she buys it. And I was broke as a joke. And she would be talking about like wanting to go on these trips out of country and going to the store and buying whatever. And like, I felt in my heart, oh, it, we're just going to be friends. There's no way I can be. You've always going to be friends. I never thought you I could. Lied. Well, no, I <laughs> knew I was going to fight my hardest to not okay. be just your friend, but I was in fear that. <laughs> Like, there's no way. Because in my mind, again, trained from how the world has showed me, uh, if I don't have something to bring to the table, yeah, 
what 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 and and this woman i can't keep up with her she talked about wanting to just randomly go to on trips to spain and stuff like bro i'm trying to figure out how to get to the gas station sometimes i was driving a 94 volvo and the mileage had stopped rolling <laughs> when before i bought it at 490,000 miles i don't know if it was at 491 or 800,000 matter of fact that car was so bad a month later it broke broke down on the highway and i left it there like all right well and i came and got you yeah Funny. I knew she was the one though when she randomly dropped me off ice cream like two weeks after knowing her because every woman prior to her was very dependent. I, it was always like a man has to do everything, has to do everything. And like one night she just randomly dropped off ice cream. That was like the first time a woman ever did anything for me. And that was like mind blowing to me. Like I was, I know to her just some ice cream, but to me it was like, that's weird. Cause like every woman I've ever met, you have to go all out and beyond and you do things and you do things and you do things. And I was honestly tired of that. But yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off on your little shared story. Was no, that it? That's it. I was just giving a, a brief synopsis. I mean, we can come back and talk about co-parenting and stuff like that at a different time if, if we need to, but I was just giving the basic background, but ultimately what um, made me give Michael a chance was because the first thing that he said to me, in his little messages was you love Jesus and you're in the military <laughs> and everybody else trying to meet you on like apps and stuff like that. Or even in person or like, Oh, you're so pretty or, Oh, you have this type of car or something like that. But his first conversation that he went to have with me was about Jesus. And then even whenever I looked through his profile and I don't even think that, I think this was the time right after you had gone through like your big breakthrough um, with God right before you moved yeah, here I just, to just Texas. But even like everything in his profile was about God and stuff like that. And I just knew what I wanted at the time, even on our first date, like I wasn't putting on any makeup or any fancy clothes. I came in sweats with no makeup on. And I was like, well, I've told them before this... that we didn't really date. We, it was we're courtship. Friends. We yeah, were just yeah. getting to know each other. Yeah. And that's what I was telling you guys in that last episode, like dating is fun, but that's for someone that you've been convinced like, okay, because listen, I told y'all last time I could technically go on a date with anybody in the comment section. We're going to have fun because yeah. usually dates are going to places that are fun. Yeah. Like that's not what the person you can date. Well, doesn't mean you're meant to marry proper pickles here. I could probably go on a date with this dude and I hate pickles and we would have a <laughs> blast, but at the end of the day, obviously not supposed to marry him. So yeah, no, it was all about getting to that was know. An odd person um, to choose. Well, because okay. his name's Pickles, and, <laughs> okay. and everybody here knows how I fear, feel about pickles. Okay, is a very, very common thing. Yeah, and I figured go with the guy because if I pick a woman, it gets real awkward real quick. Yeah. So um, we were really trying to. I was focused on someone who would court me. I actually remember giving him a book about courtship um, to say like, this is exactly what it is that I am she gave me the playbook. <laughs> I'm looking for at this time. So basically follow these steps. I'm very like step and task oriented. So I was like, follow these steps and we can see if it works. And then he also told me, I'm going to talk to you every single day, or I'm going to see you every, actually was, I'm going to see you every single day, but I'm in the military. So I'm gone often. So that turned into, I'm at least going to talk to you every single day. And like he did every single day saw me or talked to me if I was out of town. And I think that's where like our friendship grew, um, our relationship grew. And then I wasn't letting this. And then slide. he loved me. And yep. then actually Memorial Day weekend, I told him that I loved him. Yeah, I totally loved her before she loved me. That's <laughs> that's without a doubt. 
But yeah, that's that's us in a nutshell. And one thing that wasn't mentioned, but I'll throw it out there because some of you out there might be like, well, I don't have this great co-parenting relationship. Some of you know already, but I am on the other spectrum of that. My son's mother has not spoken to him in several years. Um, So uh, it was just me and my son and that's it. There was no um, co-parenting and still to this day. So I 100% can relate to those people. So without without uh, further ado, y'all can go ahead and uh, start throwing out some questions All while right. we're talking. Because if I ask you later to do it and then we stop talking, it's just silence. I wonder if I've missed any over here. I did here. see one over here on TikTok. And it was simple. It was, what's our age difference? We're like two and a half years apart. I am 35. Am I You're 35? 35? Am I 35? Yes, I'm 33. Oh, are you 35? Oh, you're 33? <laughs> oh, no. It sounds weird like when you actually think about it. I'm man. like 24 in my heart. My body's like 67. So like. <laughs> We're working on that. All right, Melissa, I'll scroll up and see if I catch your uh, question. See, I should have did that beforehand. Um, Give us one second. Your son together looks too much like you both. Y'all think so? The people that have seen Corbin, I don't think he looked like me. Oh at no, all. I think he's a perfect mixture. Actually, if you see Michael's mom, he has like her nose and stuff like that. And then every now and then, when I look at him and his eyes and stuff, he looks like me. Single motherhood. And oh yeah, Melissa dating. is a single mother. So uh, is that what you're asking, Melissa? Because your question seems more like a pre- preparation of the question coming. Are you- Let's see. We will see. Let me see if I can catch it. So as we wait for you to tell us a little bit more about that, I can give you like the basic gist of my answer. Did you guys ever? Oh, that's a different one. I'm sorry. Um, So basic gist of the answer. Like I said, Michael was the first person that I ever met online. So I don't have a lot of experience in this department, but I can tell you that he did not meet my daughter until we had established a friendship. Um, We had... Like I said, I'm really cordial with um, my ex. And so I would only like see Michael or go out on a date with Michael or something like that whenever she was with her dad or with a grandparent or something like that. He wasn't someone or um, that I brought around or anything like that just whenever I first met him. Um, I don't know if that starts to answer the question that you were looking for, but hopefully so. How long y'all been married? We got married in 2017. So Six years, right? What year are we in? Twenty twenty three. So we're coming up to the six uh, to the six year mark. Excuse me, but um, it is six years. Um, and then I saw another question actually that probably was actually a good one. Uh, not saying yours aren't people. Here's one. So a question: How do you recognize if who you have right now is from God, and if it's God's will for you both? So how do I recognize that she is the one that God's that or, or this is in God's will? Um, I would say the fact that she has never tried to pull me away from God or never tried to get in between me and God. Um, I tell people all the time that God comes first, even in your relationships. And and you never want someone that should ever make you feel like you have to choose between the two. Um, So I would say that the answer is someone who uh, uh, not only doesn't do that, but also drives you to want to be closer to God. That's what a marriage is. Like a marriage should be two people driving each other to be better. And if you're pointing them towards God, then, I mean, that's God's will, in my opinion. If you see my eyes going around. I was around, just about to address so this. <laughs> our kids like to leave the doors open in our house. And there's some flies that made their way in the house today. And there's one in this office. And I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. 
and he just keep right when we talking, he just fly right by. So you see me swinging in here. It's not domestic. It's the fly. It's me and the fly. We got problems. That's exactly what it is. And I was going to say the same thing, right? So one of the ways that I know that Michael is God's will for me is because he is the one that is always trying to lead our family closer to God, whether it's leading me to God and sometimes having discussions about God where I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to eat dinner. Can we just eat? <laughs> Can we just eat dinner? Um, but always having discussions about God with me and then also having discussions about God with our with our kids. Oh, I like that. I threw this question up there just because this is more just build my head up. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Build my head up real quick. Uh, is Mike someone you prayed for or were you waiting on God to just drop him off? I think a little bit of both. I don't think that I specifically prayed for Michael in all of the wonderful qualities that he has. Actually, he was in some senses, he was the opposite of my type. Um, but I knew that I wanted someone who believed in like all of the things that a marriage is supposed to be someone leading you closer to God, someone being kind, someone being faithful, someone, um, being loving, you know, all of, all of the things that Corinthians tell us that love is supposed to be. Um, and also to kind of go back to the other question that was asked, I just thought of it. And I don't know if I ever told Michael this, but I'm gonna tell him now, don't cry either. Okay. I know you get sentimental a little bit. I knew that Michael was the one that God sent for me whenever I would listen to a Christian song. And I didn't know if it was a love song or if it was a song about God, because it made me feel the same way about my husband as I as it's just as like God makes us feel about him. Clip it. <laughs> clip it. Somebody clip that. You know, I'm downloading this live stream later and that, that's getting uploaded on the live. I mean, on the TikTok forever, forever. Oh, baby. Oh, what is this little heart they gifted us. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, I never will... told you that. I don't know, oh, but okay. if, if you know, I have bad memory though. But I wouldn't so, have forgot that one. I, I um, this is a serious question, and I think you might. This might be different from both of us. So I'll be honest with you guys. Um, and she might. This might be something that actually drew her respect in the beginning. Is that I'm. I'm willing to admit that I'm going to be more naive to things that she isn't. Yeah. Um. So many of you know. It's not like I just met my wife and it was the first black human being I ever met. Like I grew up in a very black community. Um, in fact, I'm more naive to things because of that. Like, you know, I, I think everything, everything's supposed to be racial equality because I grew up in it. And when I joined the Marine Corps, things got weird. But the question for TikTok, since you can't hear it, is do you guys ever get the racial stares from people who disapprove? I have noticed stares, yes. But that's about as much as I notice. Because again, walking around with white skin, it is different. So I don't know what she gets, especially because I know that uh, uh, there could be some hate towards black women that date white men. So I don't know. So for me, um, and my past almost looks the same as him. Not that I've never dated black men before, but my ex-husband happened to be white as well. Um, and so most of the stares that I get are probably going to be from other black men um or even comments so sometimes they're not just stares it's just like oh you wanted to step outside of your kind actually one of my family members said to me one time that i am insecure because i had to date a white man and it doesn't have anything to do with that obviously um so i do get comments and stuff like that but the most um interactions that happen to me because of race are when i'm out with our kids so my daughter 
is a little bit more fair skinned. And when it's not summertime, she could pretty much pass for like a tanned white girl. Very much. Maybe like a skinhead or though. something she has like blonde that. Hair. So depending on what neighborhood I'm in, sometimes people think I'm the nanny until she says mom. Um, I actually got into an argument with a lady at a store before who tried to tell me that my daughter was not mine. And I was like, you literally just heard her call me mom. And she's like, that's not your daughter. That can't be your daughter. Look at her hair. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm so glad that you can tell me the child that I grew inside of my stomach is not mine. So uh, most of our most of the racial comments and stuff happen like that for me whenever it comes to our children more so than it does. With us, they and probably we, just think my kids adopted. We live in a pretty like diverse city too, so there are a lot of interracial couples around us in our neighborhood and in the neighborhoods kind of next to us. So I don't think it's as um, as uncommon. And then the fact that all of our kids are biracial, it, it kind of just it fits in. Yes, my ex wife is black. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. So yeah, my oldest is also interracial as well. So and I saw that. Oh, go ahead. It's okay. I just want to answer a quick question on TikTok because I don't want them to think that we're ignoring you. We're not. It was super simple. I'm ignoring you because you should be on YouTube <laughs> and supporting me there. So the question was, what was the age? What is the age of our kids? So our oldest is, and I say our because our son has been mine for as long as I can remember. So our kids, um, he's 12, about to be 13. Lord, please help us with the preteen stage. Um, and then our middle child, our daughter is nine. And then our youngest, our son is six. So about three years apart. Yep. How long were you courting dating before you knew you both would marry? Was there a moment you knew? Yeah. So I knew uh, when I met her, uh, um, I called my mom. Let me be very honest with you. I could not met her. It was the date at, um, the Mexican place, or actually, it's not even Mexican. It's uh, it's like Honduran or something, or or glorious. Or glorious. <laughs> it was after that date, the one where I had that picture of you that I took a picture of you from across the table. But I called my mom on the way home from there, like I found the one. I don't know if that was like uh, the second time we went out to eat or not, but I knew pretty early. But no, we courted. Um, uh, we met in February, then March, April, May, June. July, July we started being July. a date. Like in July, we actually started dating, right? So we didn't become boyfriend, girlfriend until July. So I courted her for five months. And then four months later, I proposed to her. Four months later, let me see, August, December. September, October, November, December. Five months later, I proposed to her. Um, so uh, yeah, about. And again, I think that kind of plays into the fact that we have both been married before. We were both like adults. I was pretty well established in my career. So I knew what it was that I wanted. Um, yeah, no, I, and I knew that, see, it's, this is an interesting thing. I, I tell people that get broken all the time and tell me about their terrible relationships, a terrible relationship, as much as it's not like you don't want it, but it can really reveal to you what you're looking for in the next person. Um, yeah. because when you get hurt, if someone's abusive or someone's a liar or someone's really dependent, and, and I, I use that because men, men probably experience that a lot. I don't know. Women can, I'm sure as well. But like that person that doesn't feel like they ever want to put in, they don't really want to do anything with the with the uh, marriage. When you meet someone that's willing to be in the marriage with you and give a hundred percent of themselves or show you respect, it, it it you know exactly what you want from that point on because you're like, yeah, that was that was terrible there, and she's the opposite of everything I ever met before her. So I was like, that's easy. <laughs> Mrs. T, what are your checklists before Michael came? Can you share them? Just a little guidance for young women like it. 
Um, I think this kind of goes back to, to what Michael just said. I wanted none of the bad stuff out of my past relationship or um, even thinking a little bit harder about that. You can't get rid of all of the bad things. So you have to know what it is that you're willing to tolerate. Right. So I'm just going to pick on this little piece for a moment. I'm a very athletic person. I like working out at all times a day for all reasons. When I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm stressed, like all of the things. Michael is not that person, or at least not in the stage of life that I met him in. Am I willing to deal with that? Or do I need somebody that's going to be in the gym with me all the time? No, I don't need that. I would rather have a husband that is loyal, that is faithful, that is loving, that um, kind of puts me first all of those other things. So really, whenever I was thinking about my checklist for my husband, like I said before, it's none of the bad stuff from the past, or at least none of the things that I was not willing to deal with. And then understanding what a biblical marriage and a biblical relationship was supposed to look like. Will I be doing a workout on the discord? I'm working on that. So I have like I do. I work full time job um, and I'm in the military and I uh, I do nutrition training and I do lift coaching and all of that stuff. So I've actually kind of slowed down for lift coaching for the summer. So hopefully this summer I can hop on and do some um, live workouts on Discord. We shall see. Uh, there's a question right there. That's up to you if uh, you wanted to. What? Uh, yeah. The This one, the why didn't. Yeah. Do you want sure. to hit yours first or do you want to go with me? I just went into detail on my Wait, last episode. So the question is, why didn't your first marriages work? Um, for, for the full length, you can go to the last episode, which, by the way, if you haven't watched the last episode, especially for my young men out here, me and JD really went deep on um, just what you men need to be trying to aim for when it comes to marriage and whatnot and, and just a lot of marriage advice from two guys that have been through some terrible situations and are still struggling. No marriage is perfect, right? It's, it's really about just focusing on the Lord. But in a quick summed up version, um, I rushed into my last marriage too quickly because I was military and you get a lot of benefits in the military when you get married. And we were never com complimentary or compatible. Uh, it, it just, uh, we were never really interstepping together. We were just two trains going along two separate tracks. We never became one. And um, then she became a, a born again atheist is my statement. I like to say she uh, she rebelled against God, cursed God. And uh, it was about really the what I wanted to bring into my son's life um, because she wanted to teach him uh, non. She wanted to raise him with no religion and, you know, like no gender roles, no nothing. And I was like, well, I got to do everything I can for my son. Um, so that wasn't going to work. So, and I wasn't really walking with the Lord at that time either. I was a Christian by name. Like I called myself a Christian, but I, I don't consider myself even saved yet. I believe that that happened uh, six years after that. So that was that. Um, and then for me, like I kind of said a little bit earlier, I was married to my high school sweetheart. Um, and we got married because it just felt like the next step, right? We've been together for so long. We're finished high school. You have your job in the military. I have my job and everything in college. So what's the next thing that we're supposed to do after we've been together so long? We're supposed to get married, even though all the signs and distance and everything like that probably told us um, we weren't living in a relationship that was um, rooted in God or rooted in the Bible or anything like that. But we got married um, and then we were still on again, off again throughout the whole marriage and stuff like that. 
um, in two different places. So two different states. So of course that distance and Satan playing with the idle mind um, made things a whole lot worse. And then ultimately it ended because of infidelity. Um, and we're past that now. We have a, <laughs> a cordial uh, relationship and um, luckily I'm married to Michael now. So I did see a question over here. So I, I do want to answer it uh, biblically. Uh, someone asked, isn't it a, a sin to get remarried? So it depends on the, uh, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? The, the details mm -hmm. of the marriage or divorce? Reason I mean, divorce, yeah. so the Bible gives two reasons for divorce. Uh, if you go to the gospel of Matthew, Jesus says that if a person uh, gets a divorce and then remarries, they commit adultery except for sexual immorality. So therefore Jesus is saying that if there is sexual immorality, then the divorce is legalized in God's eyes. So you can go read that yourself. Don't take my word for that. Cause I tell you guys all the time, don't go doing something cause Mike said it. Yeah. Um, but we have to pray on our, on these things. So, um, the permission for divorce is, uh, permissible for sexual immorality. Now you might be asking, what about me? As I said, there was two reasons. Well, it just so happens that what happened to me was actually the second reason that you find in the Bible. Paul says that if a non-believer spouse leaves, you do not have to pursue them. Let them go. God wants you to have your peace return unto you. So the Bible is making it clear that when a non-believer leaves a relationship. And so this is really about, uh, you need to understand the context of this. This is really about uh, uh, if you end up in a marriage with someone and then your faith is growing and then this person rebels against God, right? Because what was happening when Paul was preaching? They were just becoming believers, right? So someone's believer, a believer and they get and they're already married to somebody and then that person's like, I want nothing to do with you and they go, yeah, yeah. right? So God is saying he wants your peace to return unto you. And at the end of the day, God forgives as well. So uh, uh, if, if someone in here is in, in a remarriage because of a different reason, um, and your marriage wasn't uh, uh, what it was, and you feel guilty, take it to your pastor, of course. I'm not your pastor. I'm not your mentor. But I don't want you to believe. I mean, Romans 8 says it clearly. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Um, and you need to remember that because we're all guilty of sin every single day. Um, so no one's sin is greater than the other. And remember that the Lord wants us to uh, find our peace in Christ. So with that, I saw another question. Oh, uh, do you think an unmarried people should go looking for their person or just focus on our relationship with God and just let it happen when he decides? I, I, yes. So I do believe that you should just focus on your relationship with God because that's how I found her. Like, I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm done with women and, you know, looking for them and whatnot. The reason I even got Tinder wasn't even, like I said, I was trying to meet people. And obviously, well, I might as well meet some women while I'm here because maybe I might find someone to get to know. But it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to find my wife. That wasn't it. I just got to Texas. I know. I'm looking at you weird. But I see you in the reflection. Because that don't even make sense. How you get on Tinder to find friends? It was like a mixed mindset. Were you swiping on dudes and girls? No, obviously so not. So then that doesn't make sense. Obviously, but I wasn't, there was no plan of marriage, right? It was no, it was, it was like, I want to get to know people, but okay. I'm not looking for that. Okay. Right. I got you. Um, there was no real intent for that. I came here and I just really wanted to know, get to know the Lord. Cause I just came to the Lord at that time. Um, and, and I was really new in my walk and I just wanted to get to know some people and I just found her. So, well, for me, I think it's a both and right. You should focus on your relationship with God, but God also makes it very clear that we should pray specifically for what it is that we want. So not saying to go out there and like lay down your list or anything like that, but you can also pray to God that if it's time for me to meet 
um, a person that you think will bring me closer to you and for me to share my life with, then fine with that as well. Uh, you have several women saying that they want the all women's podcast. Um, talk about being a mother and okay. a wife. Is my, is my podcast being domineered <laughs> right now? Is that the word domineered? Too easy. Welcome. You're on True Christian with the wife. I'm just kidding. Why'd your voice change? I don't know. I you just, got real, it, yeah. It felt like it was a moment. For, I'm surprised she still hasn't told y'all about how I make up words because I just tried to do it right there. I was hoping that you guys would see him make up a word live and then I could call him out for it. Just like I, I just only called him out with for you. the tender friendship. That doesn't make sense. But my husband makes up words all the time, which is horrible because my degree, two of those bad boys. Oh, they know jokes. Are you know in English and teaching. And my husband's over here making up words. They know Joe Keenled. That video's on my story. They know you're English masters. Um, there's a question, but I see people just laughing on TikTok. Yeah. But there's a question for you. That's I feel like because that's a woman she, talking to did you. Did you feel like you were healed from past hurt and just things from the past before you got married? Do you feel that it's necessary to feel that you're not still hurt from cheating? Um there's a lot to unpack there. So let me start with the first piece. Do I feel like I was healed from the past hurt? Um, I don't think that I was completely healed from the past hurt. However, um, I do understand You're good. the just, need for forgiveness and the need to move on. And I had to immediately um, forgive and move on past my ex, but not so that I could get in another relationship so that I could have a cordial relationship with my ex in order to raise our daughter. So it had nothing to do with me forgiving or healing or being healed or anything like that so that I can move on to the next person and try to find my new spouse. At that point in time, it was more centered around doing what was best for our daughter, which should be the case. Um, when anytime that you're going through ending a relationship where there's a child. Okay. Yeah, I, that's not... I, I didn't see that you moved the other question, so I don't even know what the other end of the question was. Mm, I'd have to look again. Okay. I'm How sorry. How long after your divorce y'all met? So uh, legalized or the actual split, right? Because divorce takes a while. But I actually, I separated from my ex-wife at least five years before I met her. I mean... Four, maybe four years. I don't know. It was it was many years, right? Because I went home to New Jersey for some time. Um, I stayed in North Carolina for some time. So, I mean, it was several years. Um, however, the divorce did not get finalized until right before I met. Actually, while, while we were recording, I was still going through <laughs> some legal stuff because I changed states. And when you change states, there's still some stuff to deal with. Um, but uh, uh, legally, it took forever. But, I mean, several years prior. Yeah, and then for me... Um, me and my ex-husband split up in 2014 and then we started dating in 2016 16 so there we go about two years i see everybody laughing at me commandeered <laughs> that's the word i was looking for thank you melissa Please. thank you very much yes you're always saying words. ministry is everyone's mike yeah i know but still what's up wife's name mike wait what's what? your wife's name um uh, my name's tanasia i'm gonna assume that that's what that says my mm -hmm. name is tanasia for a person who's 21 and a young woman, let me actually put it on screen for y'all, with no boyfriend since birth, a little to no experience in dating, is it advisable to do online dating? In today's society? Wait, Lily, aren't you also in a different country? Just want to verify. I, I think you are. Maybe I'm wrong. Are you in the United States of America? Because I don't. I really can't speak outside of this nation. If you're in the United States, even in today's culture, and as a woman, 
I'll tell you right now, from just a man's point of view, most men online, they'll say a lot of things to make you think they're what you're looking for because yeah. they just want a certain something, right? Uh, Philippines, yeah. So I wouldn't be able to recommend it anyway because I, I wouldn't even know what online online dating in the Philippines is even like. Yeah, I would say in person as well. And not even just not even the fact that you're in a different country or anything like that. More just you know more about a person about when you know more about a person when they can show you, when you can see how they react in situations, when they can have conversations with you. I can construct whatever I want to construct online. And now with this little chat GPT or whatever it is, I could be a whole new situation um, before we even meet. So um, no problem initially meeting someone online, but when it comes to dating and courtship, I think that that should be done in person. Uh, so unrelated question to me and my wife, but I know it's going to get asked a bunch of times. When are you debating voice of reason? So no one ever said I'm debating him. We said that there's a possibility, but before I debate anyone, I'm going to talk to them in private, get to know them. So that way I can have a respect for him and not just go into it as an opponent, but rather have a discussion with someone I respect. Um, so we have been in communication. We have been texting and we're actually going to get on the phone this week. That's all I can tell you. There's no locked in guarantee. Um, Everybody keeps asking. There's nothing guaranteed on it. That's all I can say, guys. If it happens, it happens. And if it does happen, it's about edifying the body. That's really what it is. It's not about beating him and destroying him. Yeah, chat GPT, AG, AJ, because you can get them to... I jokingly typed in it once. Let me tell you. I don't even know which screen. When I met her... I'm going to... Hold on. (laughs) I'm going to talk to this screen because this is where the question was asked. Chat GPT. So, one... My degree is in English. I'm going to keep saying that because I earned both of those degrees. My degree is in English, right? And so I like whenever someone can write or express themselves very well. Michael did that. There was a long time when we were dating where I would be like, oh, you just say the most wonderful things. And he didn't just type them. He would say them to me in person as well. But this chat GPT. He sent me a text the other day. It was fake. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. You were sitting in front of me. He was like, write a text to my wife to tell her how much I love her and use my voice or whatever. And I promise it sounded like it came straight from him. So now is impressive. He can't tell me loving things via text message. I'm going to need for you to pick up the phone and tell me, or we're going to have to talk about it in person because. Well, I'm convinced chat GPT found all my old stuff because he, it did sound good. It did sound good. <laughs> it did. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, um, are you guys planning on having any more? <laughs> <laughs> no. No more kids. Well, no. We have said <laughs> we have said if we ever do want to have more kids, it would be by adoption. Uh, we don't want any more babies. No. Uh, they're cute from a distance. No. Let me just start it out there. Yeah, so we would do like adoption or foster care or um, exchange students, something like that. Like, I think that there will be an opportunity for us to be able to still be involved in the raising of a child in some sort, but we're not going to go through this again. Someone answered that already. That's a question for you right there. Any advice on how to open up and trust someone? Woo! This is a tough one because this is something that we have to constantly revisit, not just like in our relationship, um, and the relationships that we have with our kids and the relationships that you have with friends, all of those things. Um, and ultimately, trust is a choice, right? So if you decide that you're going to trust someone, then you treat them as if they are trustworthy. Um, and it's as simple as that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, men do it different. Men trust differently, um, so it's it's a little bit different. It's easier for us to give our trust, at least from my experience in knowing men, because we are willing to be like whatever to that last woman. But I have, you know, women kind of carry that burden sometimes into the future marriages or relationships. But we're like I said, we're not perfect either. We got our our hiccups and everything. It's really about focusing on the fact that you want tomorrow. You always want to make things better. You always want to fix things and you always want to focus on God because that's today's society's problem is that everybody goes into a marriage like, well, if this ends, oh, well, what if your marriage ends? What if it's always this idea like it can end and it will end or it's possible to end. If you come into a relationship with that never existing, saying, no, there is no this. Matter of fact, we said it to each other because we've also been through old marriages. I remember in the beginning, it's like, there's no end. Like, this is it. Like, there is no, (laughs) this is, we're together. Whether we like it or not, this is till death do us part. And (laughs) if I ever go, I am not depressed. Let me just let y'all know that right now. Well, he must have did something real dumb. (laughs) Real stupid. Um, But Um, yeah, trust is a choice. However, I do want to be clear in saying that does not mean to be naive. I can say that trust is a choice. And I can say that that is one of the reasons that my last marriage, I don't want to say didn't work out because of trust, but someone harmed me and I was like, it's okay. I'm going to choose to trust you. Then they harmed me in the same way. It's okay. I'm going to choose to trust you. No, 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 no. That's not what we mean. If someone's continuously harming you or continuously being untrustworthy, then that's when you do not give them your trust. But if they've done nothing um, to make themselves untrustworthy, then feel free to open up and make that choice to trust them. So uh, uh, Piano uh, Charles asked a question that I want to not respond to his question per se, but it actually brings me up on a topic that I think some women probably want to hear or should hear. So He asks, is there anything on our doctrine that you two disagree on? And that's an irrelevant question because I'm the one that, it doesn't matter what I say, I'm just joking. But on a serious note, submission, right? So let's talk about it. As I tell you all the time, my wife is not timid nor submissive, right? She's not what what the stereotype of a Christian woman is, right? As you can clearly see, I'm not getting away with nothing and she's gonna push back. However, there's a line where she knows it's time that Mike should make the decision because it's going to be on him. So I want to ask her if you have any advice or guidance on what exactly you feel biblical submission of a wife actually means and not what people try to pretend it means. You're asking me? Yeah, you the wife. <laughs> okay, hold on. She needs a, she needs a second. <laughs> I put her on the spot. I told you we didn't plan. We didn't plan and for this. I asked him, I said, prep me. What are you going to ask me about? Because I'm not on these uh, lives and stuff every week. When I did YouTube, I made my videos. I cut them and things like that. So give me a prep. Let me know what I'm about to be asked about. <laughs> you don't got it. No, I'm not saying give a lesson. Uh-huh. But as someone who is not submissive by natural submission, mm-hmm. what made you decide to submit to me? Cause I never said submit to me, right? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. What? Um. No. No. I'm. I'm. Oh, you're agreeing. Yeah. yeah I never yeah. said submit to me. So, what makes you feel? What caused you to decide to submit to me? Well, because I trust you. Like ah. you lead us in the right direction. Um, you're worthy of being submitted to. 
But let me also not say, or let me also say that we're not, we're not talking about the world's idea of submission. We're like, I'm taking his shoes off whenever he comes home and I'm bowing down and doing everything that he wants me to do. Cause the Lord knows that that is not the case. That sounds good though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's that not the case, but um, when it comes to making familial decisions, um, when it comes to, uh, I don't even know how else to put it. I mean, the, the, the big stuff. Yeah. But it's not about even everything. I, 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 let me put it this way. I, do I come to you for everything first though? Do I ever make a decision without talking to you? No. Sometimes he talks to me too much. See, biblical submission <laughs> is not just the man does whatever he wants yeah. without having a conversation with his wife and your wife has the ability to push back and you can change your perspective because of her pushback, which she does very well. But sometimes it's because I'm being stupid, right? I, I will. I definitely set her up for failure on that one. But you at did. the same time, you see how I just Dang. had to give her a little prime and then she started coming um, in there. And you also now know that this was not me like, hey, we're about to go on this YouTube. You no. better tell them what I say, woman. No, I actually wanted to make it very clear that you all had a uh, a real world view of Michael and that whoever he is on here is exactly who he is in real life, which I've watched his lives and I've seen his videos. I'm not on TikTok or anything like that, but. Who he is is, or who he says he is, is who he is. I was telling him on the live stream this weekend when we were walking how hype I was and how loud and talkative I was. I was, I was trying to explain to him, that's not just on my live streams. Y'all might be like, man, Mike, you seem like someone I want to get to know. No, you probably don't. It would annoy you eventually. You know. My wife will admit it. It can be annoying being around me. So what's funny is I remember whenever I first met Michael and I was talking to my parents and they were like, why do you like him? Like, why do you love him? And I said, because he he makes me think about things like he ha isn't afraid to have discussions with me or debates with me and stuff like that. But you know how sometimes they tell you that the things that you love about people are the things that you're going to argue about in the future. We debate all day in this household, <laughs> in this household about everything. But I mean. We're, it, it works out for us. I He's Italian. I'm African American. Our house. You are. <laughs> our house is very loud. <laughs> but yeah, I, I challenge. I told y'all that's how I am. That's I play devil's advocate. Yeah. I tell you all the time. That's what I do with y'all faith. I'm not always challenging y'all because uh, uh, I, I think you're wrong. Sometimes I want to challenge you to ask you, can you get into? I mean, can you really figure out why you believe what you believe? And are you sure you should believe that? I do that in this house for everything. Like she tell me about her day at work. I'm like, well, did you ever think about this? She'd be like, shut up. I wasn't asking for advice. Just listen. I was just telling you about my day. Just go, mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are some questions up here. I don't know how to move that. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. And I saw a question though that, yeah. So, um, do you guys have married friends that don't know the Lord? If so, how do you help them? when they are going through marital problems. Uh, I I can't speak on her behalf because I don't know which one of her friends don't know the Lord off the top of my head. Yeah. But my best friend that brought me to Texas, him he doesn't know the Lord. I don't, his wife, I believe she knows the Lord. However, uh, due to her circumstances and being married to him, it's not, it was like how I used to be. Like you're, you're a Christian by title. It's not really something actively um, in their life. And honestly, the best uh, marital problems or anything, uh, no matter what it is, see, it's beyond just marital problems. I just love them to death. 
and I let the love pour out through them. If they need anything, I'm there to be, you know, there for them. I'm always there to help them because we preach the gospel through our words, but really through our actions, especially for family members and people you know personally. Because when you come to people you know personally or family members, you can there's only so much you can say before they're tired of hearing it. Yeah. But if you preach the gospel through love, they might eventually be like, yo, why are you just always so there for me? Why are you always like, I, 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 I don't know why you are the way you are. And that gives you the opening to be like, it's just who I am because of him, right? And um, it's easier to do things that way. Yeah, and, and values and morals are values and morals across the board. We know right from wrong. I think you did a, a, a podcast on that relating to how morals are related to the Bible. But at the end of the day, People know right from wrong. People know um, um, all the good, you know, characteristics, honor, loyalty, things like that. So whenever I have those conversations with my friends who are not Christian, it's still rooted around those things. I might not say, well, first Corinthians says, da, 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 or the Lord says, da, 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 but morals and beliefs are still the same morals and beliefs. And those are the same conversations that I'm having with them even though I don't quote the Bible at that time. That's kind of a ridiculous question there, Hope. No offense. Who's more likely to start a debate? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I'm debating over everything. Everything. I'm These flies. To, I almost swung on my wife because of the fly. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Yo. Mm. The kids. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I saw there was other ones in here. I did see a comment about pickles in there. I hate them. Pickles are wonderful. I'm not exaggerating that. They I don't know great. if y'all know that. I am not. Listen, I'm, this isn't some stunt to make y'all laugh on TikTok. I hate pickles. I hate them. Hey, you passed over this good one. Oh, was it? Click on oh, it. Oh, I have a question. I don't have my on glasses your dates, on. What were the important... Why are we doing this without glasses? Do you uh, normally the, do it without yeah, glasses? Yeah, I never do it with my glasses. Okay. Um, In your dates, what were the most important discussions to be discussed in the dating stage in order to avoid big differences during marriage? What you got? Oh, I asked her about views on abortion, politics. Uh, 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 there's one thing we disagreed with and we still, so this day probably have some disagreements on views what? of it, but like friends um, of other genders and whatnot. Oh, yeah. um, Cause she has friends from back in the day that she, that were other genders. And you know, I'm He's saying I'm, other genders that oh, were men, the other gender, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I'm it's saying because for both of us, other yeah. genders for both. Right. Um, but we discussed finances. I mean, I told her, very early, like what I expect out of a wife. Like, listen, it's my job that my father raised me in a way that it's my job to pay all the bills. And my wife is expected to do X, Y, and Z, which she was like, I agree. A man should pay all the bills. And I agree. A wife should do this. Right. So we were locked in step there. I mean, we, we covered the big ones because at the end of the day, if you let yourself fall for someone before you find those things yeah, out, yeah, then you're most likely to overlook them. Cause you're like, well, I just, I just, a lot of people ready. I, this might this might strike at the heart for some people, but some of you aren't in love with the person you're with. You're in love with the idea of love, and because of it, you're willing to stay with the person you're with yeah. because you want love. Yeah, and that doesn't end up, end well. We can say the same thing about like the time commitment too. Some people are love or are still with the person that they're with because of how long they've been dating. Mm -hmm. You're like, I've invested a year into this relationship, or I've invested four years or 10 years until this relationship. If you're not married, you're single. Yeah. If it's between someone you've invested five, five years with, that's a piece of trash. And this person you never met, but you have no time with think about it. 
in five years, you will have five years with this person and you'll have five less years of pain. <laughs> don't, don't let that, that yeah. Yeah. So uh, going back to like our past relationships, the conversations that we had with each other early on were very straightforward because we knew exactly what it is that we wanted. Are you getting up for church on Sunday mornings or at least some point during the week or having some sort of conversation with other people who believe the same thing as you? Um, we talked about finances. We talked about kids. Do we want any more kids? How are we going to raise our kids? Um, all of those things. What do we see about travel? How are we going to date each other? What are our vacations going to look like? And it's important to have those conversations, like he said, early on before you get so invested in someone. And then you're like, holy crap. I don't even know who this person is or how we ended up together. And we're completely two different people have two different ideas of life. What are things you guys dislike about each other? Y'all trying, y'all trying to <laughs> set a man up. I don't dislike a single thing about my wife. You would have lost your mind. Screwhead. My wife is perfection in flesh out underneath the Jesus. So it goes, Jesus, my wife, everybody else. I love you. Yeah, ditto. We're not even gonna. We're not even gonna do that. We're right, gonna look that, for that, the that, bad things. Now that's a lie. I, I I'm flawed, <laughs> and I openly admit that. I talk too much. Uh, 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 I talk too much. Um, I get my attention all messed up and don't focus on things. Um, I can also get so sidetracked I forget to do things I'm supposed to do around the house. I have no problem being transparent about me, but she's perfect. I love her to death. She's the answer to every prayer I ever had before I met her. Y'all trying to set me up. You lost all your minds. <laughs> Stop. I dislike nothing about her. So ah, you know what? I'll be honest. I dislike the fact that she would never let me touch her feet if I, I wanted knew to. That was going to come up. That's what I dislike about her. She won't let me give her a foot rub because then it's something I dislike while also showing I just want to do more for her. You know the distaste that he has for pickles. I have the same thing about feet. Feet are disgusting. She and I have great feet. I get a pedicure every two weeks. Like she really does have a disdain. Boys up, <laughs> but I do not like feet. I don't want to see them unless they're baby feet. I love baby feet. I will kiss baby feet, bite the little toe, all the things. But regular people, so like past the age of when they get stinky on up, like four or five or whatever, we're not doing the whole feet situation. You're not touching mine. I'm not touching yours. It even took me a while to start like getting pedicures without cringing because it's gross. Justin, no, I don't have a foot thing. It's just the fact that she would never let anybody even touch her feet has driven me to be like, well, no, let me it touch is. your feet, bro. It what is. the? It's nah. ridiculous. In it's fact, to the point, I don't care about feet. It's to the point where we've had to make a deal that after I get a pedicure, he gets a few seconds with my just touch feet. your foot. That's it. And it's gross. Every time. Let me tell you, it's not just a foot thing. This is what it's rooted in. And we can root this back to like child abuse or something like that. My kid, my parents were, my parents were great, but my dad used to ask us to lotion his feet. <laughs> I don't know why. And I think that that has like scarred me for life. It's the same thing with hugs. I'm not a hugger unless it's like my kids or something like that, but friends or family or whatever. When I was younger, my dad used to give hugs to us. My dad is a great dad. So don't take these comments and be like, dang, your Her dad, dad is really awesome. did something to you. My dad is like, that's my dog. That's a homie. Um, but he, um, did his feet have fungus? No, his feet didn't have fungus. But he used to hug us and like hold on for a long time. And so now, I, I don't know. I'm going to assume if I think back to my childhood 
um, not really trauma, but I guess that's what it could be. I don't want to hug and I don't want to touch feet. How did this escalate the feet? The Holy Spirit's <laughs> got in the conversation, people. How did we talk, start talking about feet? Pickles. Pickles to feet. Oh, okay. Simple as that. So you wouldn't let Je Jesus go wash my feet. Jesus could. I said, these I've feet said that to her. These feet are Jesus's feet. So if, if that's a whole different She situation. won't let me wash her feet, though. And I'm supposed to love her as Christ loves the church. But and the, she won't let me love her as Christ loves the church. But the fact that I know that you would do it is oh, loving is, enough. It's the intent that matters. <laughs> yes, that's loving enough. I love her. It's okay. <laughs> like I said, I really don't care for feet. And it's weird how in our marriage that her feet have become like a focal point. And it's honestly like a joke at this point. But uh, I feel like I failed as a mom because my daughter... That might be slipped into sexual sin. Where do you find support when you feel lost in parenting? Well, first and foremost, Cheryl, uh, I don't know your life situation. So if you have a church that you belong to, finding a woman mentor, an older woman that you can lean on and stuff, that's great. A small group. If you have nobody, um, there's a couple options that I can throw out there. And this isn't like you have to use these options, but here's just a couple. First and foremost, JesusCares.com is a great place to speak with faith coaches 24-7 whenever you're really struggling. And I know a lot of them, and a lot of them are actually women and, and older women. I'm one of the few male members of that, um, but um, it's it's anonymous, so no one even knows who you are talking. Uh, and you can go in there and have a chat 24-7, any time of the day or night. And they're vetted by uh, vetted, and they have pastoral references, so they're not just random people. My second option would be you can also always feel free to join my Discord server. We have private women's channels with a lot of um, incredible women of God uh, that range from every age. Women that are your probably your daughter's peers, probably all the way up to your mother's peers, and uh, they just are there to love you, there to pray for you, and there to be be with you. As far as that goes, that's all I could really tell you as far as where to uh, you know seek support. But your church is the number one place to go. If you don't have that, there's different uh, options. And I hope that you definitely can find that. And we're here for you if you want to use us on our Discord server um, and, and to be there. And matter of fact, we've got women in this chat right now that would be willing to be there with you. Um, and it's JesusCares.com for that website. JesusCares.com. I'm not sponsored by them. I, I don't get paid by them. I have nothing to do with them. Um, I just want to let that be known. I'm sharing it because I think it's one of the greatest things that can exist. It's a, cause people will go on TikTok to randomly ask questions to a person like even me, you don't know my credibility. I, I might just be a face on here. If this is your first time being here, don't just ask random people, important questions about your faith. Jesuscares.com. Like I said, everyone is vetted, interviewed, and they have pastoral references. Not anyone can become a faith coach on there. Um, so it's a great place for you to be able to have those conversations with someone that's at least like at the spur of the moment, I can trust that this person will give me a little bit of information. Um, so I hope that helps, Cheryl. And like I said, I've got some incredible women here. And even on my TikTok live right now, I've got Janice, who's an incredible uh, woman of God, and Selena. And I think I've seen a couple other faces. My glasses aren't on, as you guys know. Um, I mean, in here, you got Ashley and Murphy and Melissa, incredible women that would be willing to be here for you guys and to love you guys um, to death. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We need a Mrs. Pagano on the podcast. We need Mrs. Pagano on the podcast more. <laughs> and this, this is why I told you I couldn't bring on. I didn't want to bring her on because y'all was going to find out that she is more fun than me. I mean, again, that's why I married her. <laughs> the Discord has many wonderful women of God. Yes. Oh, thank you, Joy. 
Uh, what do you think about Eastern Orthodoxy? Really wrong topic at this moment, bud. Uh, 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 don't worry. Once we finish, uh, I'm doing a little Bible study on John, and and we can maybe t- uh, jump into that. But I'm not talking about Orthodoxy. Um, great to know that exists. Let's see. We are at the hour mark. So unless y'all have anything else for us, um, we're going to start wrapping up. Here, I'll keep scrolling. I'm desperate for a woman mentor. I need to learn to be a woman in Christ. Same thing goes to you, Wilder Rose. Always seek the in-person fellowship first. Go ahead. You can scroll. Mm-hmm. I saw her question. The, you always want to seek the in-person. And we even tell people that Discord is free, Cheryl. Cheryl, we're not selling nothing. My sister in Christ, listen to me right, right now. You won't be charged a penny. It is 100% free. Every source that, listen, I've made this promise before. The True Christian Ministry accepts donations. Yes, because ministry is not free. We will never charge you for anything unless it's merchandise or something specific, right? But this is not, yes, it's 100, Cheryl, it's free. Hey, my sisters in Christ that are part of the Discord, can y'all help her get situated and show her that it's free? We got Bible studies twice a week. We have gender-specific Bible studies and co-ed Bible studies. As many know, I've been requested to be active there more. So soon I'm going to be hosting a Bible reading once or twice a month. I haven't figured that out yet. I still have to talk to my wife about it. This is actually the first time she's hearing me even say that because I'm still planning it in the back of my head. Um, we have uh, 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 many group chats. Uh, uh, and we have, like I said, sp- gender-specific chat rooms so that only the women can see the women's room and only the men can see the men's room. So you can have those private conversations yeah. that others don't need to see. Um, and we we it's very safe. We have an application system so the trolls can't get in. If they do get in, my moderators are snipers like the dude from Saving Private Ryan, the guy that we always use on memes. I'm talking about, they'd be like, bye-bye. They get rid of it. So um, please, guys, by all means, it's 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 interim fellowship. Let me make it very clear. My Discord server is never meant to be your permanent home. And like I'm telling you, it's okay to not have that congregation because there's nothing like that accountability in person. Right. Because I don't know you personally. I'm not going to be able to be like, yo, you look like you're having a bad day. In-person fellowship is is necessary. But if you don't have it, we will be your temporary until the day that you can't make it anymore. Um, So, okay, we did have another question on here and it was asked twice. How can I get? uh, Oh, no, not that one. (laughs) Is are you in good for a relationship or should it be avoided? Never avoid. Oh, I just made a video on this. Not arguing. Not arguing. Conflict is necessary and healthy. Yeah. And I I told, I was telling, uh, last live I actually mentioned it, that there was a psychiatrist, I forget her name. Jeez, I'm going to look this up. But she had a study where she could decide, she could recognize if a marriage would last or not based on bringing them into a room and telling them to fight. Because if if you're not having conflict, if you're not arguing, either one of you doesn't give a darn. Like, let's just be honest, because we're humans and we're sinful. And number two is, uh, uh, they're bottling it up and there's, there's resentment. So those are your two options, right? Now, how you have conflict is the, is, is the solve. Yeah. As I tell my young men, don't call her out of her name. Don't forget who she is in your life. And if you need a minute to calm down, and I'm not even perfect at that. Like, I mean, I don't ever call her out her name. That is a rule of mine because she's my wife. And if I, if I start being like, you be this and you be that, the back of your mind will start to visualize that as her being a B, right? Never in my life will I do that. Now, as far as giving her space, as you can tell, I'm not a very quiet person. I'm working on that. Yeah. Um, but you have to learn how to have conflict. You have to learn how to navigate the conflict because that's how you grow. 
Um, and no, no, if you're ever in a marriage that no one's fighting, it just didn't happen yet. Or somebody's bottling something up because you two aren't Jesus. Um, I remember I told you very early in the marriage that I'll get over anything as long as it's not God's law that we're breaking. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's human emotion. But that doesn't mean human emotion doesn't spike up for a moment. Right. So that's yeah. my input. Yeah. And different people handle different conflict or different people handle conflict in a different way. Kind of what Michael was talking about is, yes, it's fine to argue, but you have to know how to argue or how to have that conflict. For me, I'm a person who needs time. Right. He and I just um, got into an argument. I'm not saying that we did. I'm giving an example. He and I just got into an argument. I'm not ready to talk about it. If I'm heated, <laughs> I need to go walk around. I probably need to leave the house as long as he knows I'm coming back. But I probably need to leave the house and go sh shopping or go exercise or go play with the kids or something like that. And then I can come back and talk about it. For him, he's the exact opposite. He needs closure, right? He needs to talk about it right then. It needs to be um, finished right then. And so there are many times in our relationship where we have to kind of remind each other that we have to have a common ground. Like, you know, I need time and I know that you need closure. So can we agree that this isn't going to last that long? Now, it doesn't always work out that way. There's sometimes where I'm really upset and I feel in my selfish heart that I need for him to feel how I feel right now. And so I'm going to take a little bit longer, even though I know that he needs closure. And that's the selfish piece of me. That's not how I'm supposed to be. Stop it. Don't be taking notes and, and, uh, oh, and stuff like that. <laughs> that's the selfish piece of me who is purposely trying to hurt him instead of trying to solve the conflict. Yes, we need to argue. Yes, we need to have confrontation. Yes, we need to have disagreements because if we're agreeing on everything, that's weird. Um, and so we just have to have it in a healthy way. And that's, the, I mean, at the end of the day, I've never had a fight with her. Like we, like I said earlier, when we got, when we met each other, it's always been like, this is it forever. Like, when we get in a fight, my problem is I'm up, I'm I'm upset that I've upset her more times than none, and at the same time, I'm upset if she upset me. Like I get upset at these things, but my mind is never on this is over, right? That's that's it's just not an option, right? I mean, unless she killed somebody, like, and even then, it's like, well, who'd you kill, right? <laughs> um, there's you know maybe there's a reason, but I think that's the real big problem is that people need to understand that it's not temporary. I mean, I remember recently, um, because you know, uh, how you heard me mention how we do finances. I pay all the bills, right? She makes more money than me. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And, and I've seen people that say in that situation, nah, bro. So if she leaves, she just gonna have all this money stacked up and I'm gonna be broke. Why are you saying if she leaves, how's that an option? How is that a thing that, that you're even in your mind? that your wife is leaving one day. If that's the case, stop now. If that's yeah. the case, just, you shouldn't even be together now Yeah. because that's not a goal. That's why I tell people like, I have no problem doing things the way we do things because it works perfectly. I worry about the bills and then she makes random trips to, you know, Egypt, the thing. And that doesn't mean that everybody's finances yes. have to look that way. You do what works for you and your relationship. This is what works for us. Just discuss it first. Exactly. Don't expect them to know. And someone just actually had that question before you got married. Did you talk about love? Oh, I thought it was about finances. Uh, Did you talk about love languages, preferences? I guess I can go in the preferences category um, and intimacy. I don't think we talked about love languages before we got married. We talked about courtship. 
Um, but we yeah, didn't no. get into a love language discussion until after we got married through our like small group at church. Yeah, we had to cross that bridge though eventually because it is important to understand because we do have two completely sets of love languages and you can have, and I think I mentioned it in the last podcast, guys, if you don't know about love languages, definitely look into that because it's important for you to understand because I've been telling her I love her every day of our lives, but there are days where she doesn't feel that because I don't speak it in her language all the time. And vice versa. And that's something we're still, again, transparency here. We're not perfect. That's something we're still working on. Just again, it's really about are you working? A marriage is no different than your relationship with Christ. And that's why Christ compares it to a marriage, that he's the groom and you're the bride, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all the bride. So I'm her with Jesus. But in this situation, I have to play the Jesus role, which means I have to be selfless. And even if she wasn't being a good wife, I have to love her. Because Christ got on the cross for us when we weren't being a good wife. Yeah. So that means it's my job to do that with her. And then it's her job to be the, the church to me, right? And love me back. And um, it's important that we are always, like just like with Jesus, we're always just, we're never going to do it perfectly. But we have to just keep going and keep pushing. So. Yeah. And love languages is something that you revisit, right? So you revisit it throughout your marriage to make sure that you're still speaking in each other's love language. I, I scrolled that up oh, so you're that I can read that? answer the rest of the question. Um, so that you're still speaking in each other's love language. And then sometimes your love language changes over time. It doesn't happen very often, but sometimes it does. Um, and then if you're a parent here, right, we're talking about marriage and yeah, parenting. Yeah, we talk about parenting. Um, yeah, I know. We're talking about marriage and parenting. I guess um, we've got plenty of time, I assume. Yeah, um, we do. Then um, there is mind. love languages for kids, right? So that was really eye-opening for me as my kids started to get older to realize that they have different love languages too. It made me understand why consequences work for some of them. Certain consequences work for some of them and certain consequences don't work for the other ones. Certain pieces of praise or the way that I show them that I love them works for some of them and it doesn't work for others. So um, love languages for kids is a good thing to check out, too. But to finish answering uh, Lily, I think I'm saying that right, or mm -hmm. Lily's question, um, we did not talk about love languages until after we got married. But the answer um, the rest of the preferences question? as far as like um as far as like finances and stuff go, I guess, or like where we want to live and stuff like that. We did talk about those things and then intimacy. Did we talk about those things? I don't know. That's not y'all business. I'm just <laughs> I don't I don't think we talked about them, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh 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 let's keep scrolling, let's keep scrolling. Oh. I remember you saying you both have different hobbies and interests. What do you all do for fun? Yeah, no, we are complete opposites on that. Um, but it works. I'm going to tell you how it works after we talk about yeah, our, our um, stuff. Well, <laughs> my hobbies are uh, street preaching and uh, playing video games. Oh, this fly. Um, if you're waiting for more, like that's... <laughs> you guys have become my third hobby. You guys, street preaching... And video games. Yeah. So my, I don't have friends either. Like I just that's me. My hobbies are food. Well, we all love. No, I no, love no. My hobby is food. It's true. She told me when I met her, she doesn't want diamonds. She likes steaks. Food. So I take her food. out for really nice steaks sometimes. But to go with that, my other hobby is working out. And then my third hobby would have to be traveling or like being outdoors in, in different places and stuff like that. Um, what was I gonna say? about our hobbies you we're gonna say that how it works out perfectly oh so it does work out perfectly for us and i have this conversation with like young couples and stuff all the time um because another thing about me is like 
because of all of my hobbies and the things that I'm interested in, I'm like busy all the time. So that's one of the reasons that you all haven't seen me on the podcast yet. It's one of the reasons I'm not as active in Discord is because my life is on like a boop, 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 boop schedule because of my job and all of my hobbies. But the great thing on the other side of that is that since his hobbies are home-based, oh, you can't see my hands there down here. (laughs) Since his hobbies are home-based, then it works out for us. I can say, hey, babe, um, I'm going to go work out at like eight o'clock at night when the kids go to bed. Guess who's home to watch after the kids? If we were both in the gym at that time, now lucky for us, we have our mother-in-law in that, my mother-in-law in the house as well. So that's helpful. But if this was like a regular world scenario where it was just us living in our house and I wanted to go to the gym or I wanted to go out of town or something like that, that wouldn't be able to happen or we would have to figure out how to, to bring our kids along and stuff as well. So it works out for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If my marriage isn't a godly one like this, I would just <laughs> just pass. Well, you want to be better than us. I promise you, you can. Um, da, 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 da. I didn't know what my love language is until my pastor gave me a book about love languages. That's great. It's actually available online. So like you can get the PDF worksheets and everything like that for love languages online. Don't quote me on what the website is, but you can Google it like the five love languages. And there's so many resources out there um, for you to be able to get. And it's on Audible. It's on Audible. Like you can download it. um, The Love Nudge. nudge. So there's an app called Love Nudge. And you can do it with your spouse and it'll tell you what your love languages are. And then you can, it can give you tips on ways to tell your spouse how you love them through their love language that you can check off on the app directly. And reminders. So we just recently discovered this app. We're using it right now. And I've already checked off one of mine. Did you check off any of yours? Yes, the coming to bed on time thing. Oh, you're not supposed to tell me what it is. You're just supposed oh, to do it. Okay. What sort of parenting style is best? What is your each child ha- requires a different level of parenting style? You got a strong willed one like my all of them. They're all strong willed. I'll give them that. Depends on what day, what day it is. Yeah, they're all strong willed. But you see, like some of them they need like a little pop in the bottom and some need a little scourging, like stop it. Is that um, scourging? 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 No, just knife hand. Just say knife hand. <laughs> just leave it at What's that, that word? I'm I don't for. know, but stop it. Um, but this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with uh, love language. No, yes, him making up words, but then also the love languages. There's the five love languages for kids too. And depending on what their love language is, should tell you about the style in which they should be parented. That's both on the positive side with like... Um, affirmations and stuff like that and on the negative side with like how they should be given consequences so for example one of our kids my daughter right i can spank her all that i want to and she's just gonna look at me like with the the look that's gonna make me even more upset because it looks like it didn't hurt um but if i tell her verbally you really disappointed me by this choice that you made then she feels it so it depends on what it is that their love language is um, to how you should parent them. But at the end of the day, the underlying piece there is to parent them in a godly way. I'm going to just throw that in there. This one is uh, one we're still working on. How do you handle conflict in front of your children? <laughs> well, if it's serious, we do keep that private. We've never had any like serious issues in front of our parents. But you see, as she mentioned, 
I'm Italian and I am very loud naturally. So, and we constantly are debating sometimes because that's just who I am. So our children have seen us debating, but again, it doesn't get to the point where there's name calling or um, disrespect. They get, they, they get to see some loudness, but everything in our house is loud. So it's not like it's suddenly the parents are loud. We're always loud. Um, but they see us definitely uh, uh, working through things sometimes of making decisions on what we're going to do. But there's not, they don't see us fighting about them though, ever. Right. So like if even today she did something I would really disagreed with, but mm -hmm. she made a decision of it. So I'm like, well, Corbin, go ahead. You made Corbin throw away something that he really didn't want to throw away. But he came downstairs like, mommy made me throw right, Mom said it. In my mind, I'm like, why in the world would she make you throw it away? That's stupid. Like, Oh, not the rest of the stuff that's all over our house. Right. But it's just, <laughs> you know, Corbin breaks. He's my little guy, right? Me, I told y'all before that Corbin has switched from being a mama's boy to a daddy's boy. And because of that now, like, super I'm rare. riding all day long for him. It's and I wanted to just be like, nah, man, I don't care what mom said. But in the back of my head, I'm like, if mom said it, mom said it. So that's what I said to him. So, uh. Yeah, I side with her, um, and we don't do that. Like, it's not going to be like that mommy-daddy game. Matter of fact, if we ever catch them in the mommy-daddy game, ho-ho, ho-ho-ho, yeah. it's not good. That's but, the one thing we don't play. But it is important to to do, to do have conflict in front of your kids, right? You can't shut the door and go behind closed doors every time because then your kids don't know how to handle conflict. So if it's a conversation that you can have in front of them, then go ahead and have that conversation in front of them. If it's something that should be done in private, then have it in private. But don't have all of your conflicts out of earshot and in a different room than your children because then they will not know how to handle conflict when it comes to them, whether that's with their friends or later on in dating or later on in marriage. That's normal, Melissa. <laughs> we go through that situation with some of our kids. Matter of fact, we still kind of working no, on what our daughter, we, we still don't really know what to get through to her with. I'd be like, what about if we take something away from her? And it's still sometimes. And and uh, our oldest is luckily at that age now. Well, then again, he about to be a teenager. So I don't even know. Melissa, that's that's evolving and it will constantly change. I told you all about my economy system. That worked for like a week. Well, that was because we were inconsistent. It works for them. They still ask about the economy system, but we were inconsistent. But we're going to get back to that this summer. There was a question over here, do looks matter in a relationship? She's fine, so yeah, why not? I got lucky. Not to her, it shouldn't look, it shouldn't matter to her, but it should matter to me because you're beautiful. But no, well, obviously, okay, let's be very honest. Obviously, you're not going to speak to someone that you're not physically attracted to. Yeah. So they matter to an extent to where it's enough that it makes you want to speak with them or yeah. that you are attracted to them, right? But no, they don't matter. That's not the important thing at all. My, Whenever I even talk about my wife to people, the last thing I mention is is her beauty. I mean, yes, she's beautiful, but she's going to get old one day. Yeah. Right? And she's going to have some wrinkles one day. Although I've seen her mama. So, I mean, she's going to be beautiful for a while. But uh, And your not... dad. <laughs> you just going to leave me here laughing in silence. Mm -hmm. And you got my face. Um. <laughs> Let's see. I'm still catching up. We're so behind on comments. I'm probably talking and I don't no, even know. No, that's okay. But... Feel free to throw questions about like parenting out there too. I know that we started a lot about marriage, um, but parenting, co-parenting, um, anything like that. Ooh. 
Tanisha does her sad thing in the shower. That's her sad place when she's Wait, sad at anything. Read the question. Oh, do you think it's okay for kids to see you sad, like not doing the ugly cry, but visually sad? Single mother here in a small home with an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. Yeah, I, I think it depends on what the sadness is about and if you're willing to explain why you're sad <laughs> to your kids. Oh, my mods got them. I'm right. controlling you. Okay. <laughs> to um, For your kids... <laughs> Man, you made me lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. Trolls do it to me, me all the time. That's okay. All Let right, me finish ahead, answering ahead, your ahead. question. So it is important for your kids to see you go through an entire range of emotions. When you're angry, when you're sad, when you're happy, all of those things. Particularly when it comes to sadness, it's important to be able to cry in front of them as long as it's something that you're willing to have a conversation with them about. So like if you're sad because of something that is not appropriate for you to have a conversation with your five-year-old about, but you can have a conversation with your eight-year-old about, yes, let those tears go. And then whenever they ask you, mom, why are you crying? Or dad, why are you crying? Because it's not always just mom. Then you just explain to them, I am sad right now because my childhood friend passed away and I was very close to them. That's a great opportunity for you to explain death if they're at that point in life. Eight years old is a is a appropriate time to explain death to a child, right? I am sad because you probably don't want to go into like anything that's like super out there that you're going to have to explain like way more, way more adult type things. But yes, go through all of your emotions with your kids, because again, if they don't see you go through those things, then how do they know how to handle those feelings whenever they come to them? The United States Marine Corps, simple answer. Answer: She doesn't need ah, to talk about it. But not everyone can make good decisions, so, so they join the army. army. Is the right way to go. You're right. Um, and you then, if you're just that. not smart enough to join the United States Army, then feel free to go out and, and fight wars and chew crayons and stuff in the Marine Corps and fight Corps. wars. Uh, here's one for you. Okay. For the miss. I love traveling too. Where are you hoping to travel to next? Um, so actually our next travel is to Egypt. I'm very excited about that. We randomly lucked up um, on that trip by winning in a silent auction. Um, and so we'll be going to Egypt next. Or is that my next trip? No, Tampa no, will be no, no, our no. next trip. Army so Tampa our trip. is our next trip. That's for the military. Or no, that's for a family. Then my military, I'll be in Guyana. For a little while. And I'm excited about that because I don't spend a lot of time in like Central America or anything like that. I like scratching new countries and everything off of my list. And then um, Egypt will come after that. But for one of the holidays, I don't know if it was you or your mom. Somebody bought me one of those scratch off maps, me. the scratch off world map. Um, and my goal is to at least scratch off every continent, um, but try to scratch off as many countries as possible, too. Where do I find Christian women? I'm going to create an app for you. Actually, that probably wouldn't even work. <laughs> My son is going to Ghana. Not Ghana. Guyana. Guyana. So yeah. I thought that too. I was like, oh, you're going to Africa? She was like, no, no, no. Not Ghana. Guyana. Guyana. Which I couldn't even. If America. you offer me a million dollars to point to the map and show you Guyana, I'm not getting money. That's as simple as that. Jesus was a Muslim. No, he wasn't. Go in peace. Um, <laughs> no, they know I play with the trolls sometimes. Um, let's see. 
I didn't know there was a kid's love languages. Yeah, and I've learned that too. Cause like my oldest son, I, I know his love language is touch, and I understand probably touch why. Touch and words was, of affirmation. He was there during the, you know, the broken marriage, and you know, not a lot of physical hugging. And so therefore now he I know he's he come up behind you and he's like, Let me rub you back for you, Dad. Like, nah, bro, I don't want you. You're a grown man almost, man. You stink yeah. now. <laughs> like, come on. But I, I know that, you know. Um, God's way of curing aging is bad eyesight. Man, my eyes is gone. <laughs> It's so crazy when you get older and you had great eyes because you're always like, that'll never happen to me. And then one day when I found out we was in the backyard because she likes to do the projector thing on the wall. And I'm in the back like I keep tweaking the projector like because I also have this weird thing about high definition visuals. I don't like to see movies in anything other than Dolby. Our TV's got to be on the HD channel. Can't be no standard. So I'm in the backyard tweaking it. And I'm like, this is just, what's going on? Are y'all seeing this good? This looks like crap. I'm mad about this. Yeah. And my mom was like, here, try my glasses. And I was like, oh, and I found out I've been blind. For, I don't know when it started either. Cause I guess I just got so used to it that it's getting old. My husband's not a believer. Oh, let me go here. Let's see. My husband's not a believer. If he's doing or watching something I don't agree with, like a demonic horror movie, should I speak up knowing he'll argue with me or go to another room? As as uh, uh, a man here, I would say that if I'm imagining myself as a non-believer, and you probably have spoken up before, I'm guessing maybe, I don't know, it's probably not going to go anywhere positive if you already are saying he's going to uh, argue maybe say i'm going to the room because this makes me uncomfortable like make it clear why you're leaving the room because i want to but hey i'm with you there i i don't mind scary movies like a thriller right like a bad guy and whatnot i don't do demonic stuff neither i'm not inviting that into my mind right especially because i'm gonna go to sleep so um by all means go into the other room and tell him very clearly but i want to try and make him feel like he has to if you know he's gonna argue with it right keep yourself uh, away from that argument but very, very clearly state that. But it sounds like some other stuff. Are you okay to be left? I got to go leave the bathroom. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Can and you then, be, oh, and my then, wife about to take over the podcast. Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, True Christian retired. That, and then you clicked it off the screen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to bring it back just because I have a question. Um, and then, sure. y'all, you can answer it down in the comments or not. But um, my question is, have you already had a conversation with your husband about why um, this bothers you? So, like, one of the things that, I learned or have noticed over time or even in um, consulting other people who have been married longer is that sometimes it's appropriate to have conversations that aren't going to change someone or that you're not expecting to change someone's actions in the moment. Right. So maybe at a different time after this movie, um, the next day or something like that, if you haven't had this conversation before saying, Hey, can I talk to you about the movies um, that you watch? this is how they make me feel. And then of course, using like I statements and stuff like that um, to explain how it makes you feel or your opinion on the thing on, um, on the videos and stuff like that. So have you already had that conversation before? If so, I completely agree with what my husband said, who's no longer, he's here in spirit um, with my, with what my husband said, you know, speaking for yourself and why you're going to the other room. But if you've not had that conversation um, or if you've only kind of like mentioned it in the heat of the moment when he puts something on and you're like, we're, I don't want to watch that demonic movie or something like that, then maybe have a different time to have that conversation and explain why it is that you feel the way that you feel. Uh-oh, I don't know what I just did. He shouldn't have left me here. There we go. <laughs> um, 
Let's see here. Do you mind providing the Trinity biblically? I believe Michael's already spoke about that. So as far as that question goes, I think you can go back and look at one of his other podcasts or he can talk about it at a different time. And then, hey, fire juice. I completely see um, your prayer in the chat. I've seen it come up a few times. Michael's just been talking every time, but I do see the prayer that you're requesting for your fiance in their spiritual awakening. And we can totally um, pray for that. Um, whenever we're done with this, me and my husband will, will pray after all of this is over and we'll definitely use Christina's name, um, in that prayer. I forgot. Uh, we got kids upstairs awake because it's summer. So I went to check on no, them. I told them to go to bed after Spider-Man went off. Well, Corbin's knocked out. Okay. Tiana must be in our bed because she wasn't on the couch. Okay. Junior's lying there awake. Whatever's on TV. I don't know if it's Spider-Man or not. Okay. Did she did she handle it right? Well, first I clicked the comments. It went all the way to the bottom, but I think I redeemed myself pretty well. Whoa, what's happening? It's what are the, you doing? That's the fun part. What are you doing? Just go back to the question. I'm back in the house. I can do that with my mouth. Did you sound just like it? I think it sounded just like it. Okay. What's next? Come to Canada. We'll go there one day. I've been trying to get to Niagara Falls. What, the Canadian side? Isn't that in America? It's on both sides. Oh. There's the Canadian side and there's like a New York. It's in the side. upper New York. Yeah, I believe. Yes. Is this your significant other? Yes, this is my wife. Hello. This is the other half of True Christian Ministry. Well, I mean, True Christian Ministry has grown, into like has grown much shit. bigger now. I'm like behind his pie. Peace. <laughs> the phrase, there's a great woman behind every great man, that's a lie. My wife is 100% by my side. But I can't be beside you in the pie. You're messing up the metaphor. As y'all see, though, I did wear my shirt because people would be like acting like this is somehow subjugating women. Jesus, husband, wife. And even I, has the I roles. do these. Look, I teach. I'm working on the comfort and the nurture, but I'm there. Yeah, see, it even has the instructions. <laughs> if y'all like it, y'all go ahead and support the ministry and go get you a shirt or a sticker. Um, it even has instructions for the kids. Obey parents and love parents. I'm a bodies for the kids. They got to look in the mirror <laughs> and just see it. Remind them of their duty. You're silly. Um, All right. We're an hour and a half in. Where do where do you want to go with this? Uh, 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 at this point, we didn't even really talk about kids much. Maybe I have to bring her back. Huh? Huh, guys? Hmm? Maybe. Remember, she's in the Discord. We just got to nudge her a little bit to be more involved, and then you guys can get to know her. No All you got to do is tag her and just send a bunch of notifications. Look, she's telling you no. I don't send even a... have my notifications pushed. Oh, but yeah, I no. do get on and I pray. Mine don't. Yeah, I, do I don't even prayer. have. I don't have my notifications pushed either, or else my phone would never stop blowing up because I get notifications for everybody else's notifications. Um, but uh, let me see. Anything can else I, I could put her on the spot This with? doesn't have to do with marriage or anything. I thought you were going to start off the podcast this way. And I meant to remind you to start it off this to way, pray. but I forgot. Not just the prayer, but also recognizing that um, we're both, I am a soldier. He's a Marine. Um, but military members and that today is Memorial Day. Um, so if you have not already, you know, prayed for someone who might be having a hard day today, um, us included, we both lost friends and family. Well, not family. Yeah. Friends and family members 
Um, so just kind of remembering what today was about. If you were able to enjoy today off, know that it was because of somebody else's sacrifice um, that you were able to barbecue and spend time with your kids and friends. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I know a lot of people um, post on social media and they're like, before you go barbecue and do all of those things, no. It's perfectly fine for you to have those moments and that that time with your family and your friends, um, but also remembering what the day is about and explaining that to your kids and explaining that to your friends um, so that they understand what Memorial Day is uh, is about. And also, I forgot to mention this. If y'all do want to see her more, she is on Instagram. She's not on TikTok, but she is on Instagram. She does a lot of fitness stuff. I'm not sitting here trying to use this to sell stuff. But she does fitness stuff and nutrition. And um, if that's something you ever did want to take a look at, she can. That's why she's honestly not as involved with the Discord because when she says she's a Jane of many trades, right? Jack of Jill. trades. Jill of trades. That's what it was. Um, it. Army Reserve, a career woman. I mean, a, a boss career woman. Let me just throw it out there. She's a boss. She still doesn't like to admit it, but everybody around her props her up. And she's just like, I'm just doing my job because she thinks that her standard is everybody else's standard. No, 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 no. Her standard's like up here. Again, why I love her. I tell her all the time in a joking manner. I love you as my wife being the mother of my children. I would despise you as my own mother because I got to be raised by a mom who kind of let me just not even do much and just be whatever I want. And um, it's probably why I'm so attracted to her because they say men marry the opposite of their mothers and w women marry their fathers. Oh, um, mm. <laughs> so... Just, I'm not going to say it, but he acts just, I'm going to say he acts like my dad. We on for dinner tomorrow night. I told you I'll definitely be there. I don't know yet for her because she has a busy schedule. So I'll let you know once she figures it all out, Justin. Um, but I'll definitely be there because uh, uh, I'm not as busy right now because as many of you know, I've graduated school and whatnot. Now, um, I saw someone say, bring her back next episode. If you're not aware, I probably should uh, say this very clearly. Wednesday, I'm not actually going to have my own podcast. Uh, um, Big John Steele, as many of you know, has wanted to do a conversation with me about Catholicism because he's been looking into it and he wants to talk to a Christian, a Protestant who he can trust isn't just lying and who hates Catholicism. And I honestly think uh, Voice of Reason, what he said about me, helped this conversation come to pass because we have a Catholic who has 100,000 followers who said that guy, True Christian Ministry, knows what he's talking about and he's respectable. So Big John wants me to come on to his podcast. So Wednesday, I'm going to come on to his podcast, and it's on YouTube. So our, the YouTube podcast won't go Wednesday. However, you all can come tune in there, and I will be live on my TikTok while it's happening. So I'll be live on my laptop like always with John. The TikTok will be up with the comments off for you guys that want to just watch on my TikTok. And then I'll be able to download the video from my uh, TikTok, and I'll still upload it onto YouTube so that there is a Wednesday episode. People will randomly invite you to join their live streams. Turn off invites. That's okay. Do um, you want to keep going with the questions? I mean, we go. We at this point, we only got twenty six minutes left, so um, uh, uh, we might as well stroll down the, the the line here until we finish up. I'm just grateful if I'm able to leave a positive um, comment. comment. All righty. <laughs> so 
I have a curious question. That's fine. Is exploring okay? I mean, if you're married, is it allowed for Christians to explore stuff? I think I need more context with this question. What do you mean um, by stop making that face? No, because my it's mind. It's not judgment. We're answering no, the question. So, they they okay, know good, I'm not a judgmental good. person. So This is the like, I'm curious what you mean. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more. What do you mean by exploring? Um, yeah, I would need clarification on that. And do do do. Wait, someone, I think she didn't say it yet. Mrs. T. Wait, we're not there yet. Do 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 do. Do you ever try to? Let's answer this one. (laughs) Do you ever try to get Michael in the gym and get him to? You can answer your version. Let me finish reading the question for TikTok. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm gonna read. Do you ever try to get Michael in the gym and get him to eat healthier? You can answer and then I'm going to answer. Okay. So when I met her, I was actually going to the gym, right? Because I just got out the Marine Corps and I still had this in my mind of wanting to do it a little bit. Um, But as many of you know, I do have a bad back and I get lazy because I don't feel like pushing myself, right? I really don't sometimes. I want to go to the gym, but the drive to get there is hard. So then we even put an elliptical in the garage and I did it for a little bit. By drive, he doesn't mean the physical drive. Yeah, no, it's down the street. It's the okay. drive to get there, like uh, that. The motivation. Um, however, I do owe her for where I'm at right now. So I've many of you know I've said it. I've lost 50 pounds over the last year. Now, I didn't do it by eating healthier, but she has helped me to uh, really get my uh, portions um, set and setting my mind right on portions and also setting my mind right on water. I'll and still eating. cheat. I'll still cheat occasionally with an energy drink or soda, and she doesn't like that. And these are the, you know, this is this actually brings up a great thing as well. When someone said, "Is it possible to not fight in a relationship?" Every relationship fights. It's what you're fighting about that matters. But no matter what, you're going to fight. So some people might fight about cheating, uh, uh, abuse, uh, uh, or improper spending of money. But even if you have all that figured out, even if you are loyal and you and your and all that respect. You're still going to find things to fight about. Yeah. She's going to get mad at me because I'm eating things I'm not supposed to eat. I'm going to get <laughs> mad at her because she did something in the house that was stupid. And yet, if from the outside, you might be like, guys, what are you fighting about? It's just natural human emotion. It will happen. That's why I keep telling people, if some, if y'all not having conflict in your marriage, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking about throwing something across the room and holes in the wall. I'm not doing but that. But if you're... Because I'm not, not cleaning kidding. it up either. Like that has never made sense to me. Why are we breaking things? Why, you Why are we own? making things dirty? Because then I'm going to have to replace it and then I'm going to have to clean it up. That doesn't make sense. But yeah, if you're, if you're not having conflict, then that means people just don't care. Like people care. Now she's going to go ahead and. <laughs> so I do try to get him in the gym. I do try to get him to eat healthy. As a matter of fact, like our whole house eats pretty healthy. Like you said, we we complain. I complain about like the little things. Like I can't believe that you're eating a piece of dessert. You're supposed to have dessert after dinner sometimes. Um, but for the most part, we have a pretty healthy household. Um, Michael has done better with like actually eating because he does go through points where he just wants to starve himself and then he'll eat at dinner. And don't say it like that, please. That not, sounds- he doesn't want to starve. He doesn't have. Uh, I wake up, I'm not hungry. I don't care about eating breakfast. Like I don't eat until like noon. And that's, I know it's unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. 
Um, I know there's different beliefs on intermittent fasting. We won't get into that. Um, but he has gotten better with making those healthy choices. I got him off of energy drinks and stuff for a while. Um, he did come to the gym with me for a while, but let me tell you, kind of like what he was talking about with like my, I'm gonna answer that. Yeah, one. that's a good one. Yeah. Um, kind of like what I was talking about with, he was talking about with our parenting where he loves me being his wife, but he does, he would not want me to be his mom. It's kind of the same thing with the trainer. So like, people, yeah, no, she can't people, be my trainer. People train me to hold them to a specific standard. And that is what our relationship is at that moment during training. I can't have that same relationship with him because it will extend past the gym. <laughs> right. I don't, I, um, my command time was in a drill sergeant unit. So I'm very like drill sergeanty. I know what works as far as workouts and stuff go. And for him, that's not the type of motivation that he needs to work out. He just needs another guy in the gym with him slanging around weights or whatever. And that's not um, how I see fitness. I did see one question While over here. While you get to that, Melissa, I'm going to go by the PO box tomorrow because I'm going to be seeing Justin tomorrow night. And if it if it came, I'll pick it up tomorrow. I just haven't been to the PO box. I know you sent that for, for Justin, for Tyler. Um, so I will check the PO box tomorrow. Remind me. So while we're on this, before we get back to marriage and parenting, there was a question over here on TikTok from Hope that asked, "Are uh, am I a vegetarian?" Oh, that's not the question no. I looked at. That's okay. I know. I'm gonna go back oh, down okay. to the other one. Um, am I a vegetarian? No. We eat all the food groups in this house. I recommend eating all of the food groups. It is about the proportions in which you eat those food groups, because as we know, too much of anything um, is a bad thing, right? Except for Jesus. Can't have too much Jesus. I'll throw that out there. Um, but all the food groups and stuff like that. And again, nothing sweets, right? You can have sweets in moderation. Or what are those sweet things, right? You can't have chocolate cake every single day, but you can have strawberries with chocolate pudding or something like that. Not every day. It's just about, <laughs> you know. I'm not going to derail this with nutrition. I could talk about this all day long. So we will go back to the questions. There was one. Yeah, I don't know how to hide it. There was one over here on TikTok that says. Why? Sorry. How do you discipline your spouse's child when we parent our child together differently? How do I parent? Well, wait, wait. I will say this, though. If you're in a marriage with someone. A marriage well, with someone who has a child from another marriage and you have a child from another marriage. If you guys are parenting the children differently, that's going to cause an issue because the it's kids awesome. see that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, at least like I get it. Some people don't want their child being parented. Like uh, I get that. There's, there might be some issue on who's doing what. But um, I think it would be rough if if she treated our daughter differently than I did our son. I think that that would cause an issue not only between the the kids but also between us. So I think it's that's a that's a part of the question um, that sounds like something that you and your spouse need to have a conversation about. Maybe I mean yeah, but I I also think that it depends on what age the child came into that relationship. So like it was easy for us to make sure that we were parenting on one of one accord because our kids were young, right? So we were able to balance our parenting, a conversation that we had already had about how we're going to parent before we got married, especially since we already had kids in the relationship. But because of their age, it's easier for us to be on the same page. If you're bringing a teenager in and you've already been parenting this teenager one way, and then the person that you're marrying wants to parent them a different way, I can see how that that conflict would occur. Again, it's going to come back down 
um, to a conversation and then ensuring that you're parenting out of love um, and that you're parenting from a biblical perspective. So like, are you doing the things that you're supposed to do to them, uh, do for them, leading them to Christ, making sure that they're being respectful, stuff like that. Luckily for us, ironically, like we never had to like have conversations with our kids. My son called her mom without me saying, you, you know, you should call her mom or anything like that. Like it was never a talk. Her daughter calls me dad and it even gets confusing sometimes yeah. because her real dad is in the, in the situation. So with them, we know who he means when he says mom. In fact, even when he talks about his biological mom, which randomly or rarely will happen, he'll emphasize like my mom of my real mom, right? To let us know who he's talking about. But like with Tiana, she'll just be like my dad over here and then she'll tell her dad, my dad. And I'm just like, wait, who are we talking about right now? I know. Now? And I have to do it in person too, like the other day at her volleyball game. Uh, and that is the one piece that I do get embarrassed about, if I'm being honest. That's the one piece that I do get embarrassed about with being divorced and being remarried and stuff like that. So for example, we were at her game the other day and she said, is dad coming? And I was like, what, what dad? Um, and for us, that's a normal conversation for us, but for people sitting next to us, for me, it's always a point of like, Oh goodness. Now they know that I've got different dads, uh, in her life, but then she'll say dad, Michael or dad, her, her birth dad. So whenever, so sometimes I'll meet, her other dad or her real dad um at like a school event and it's just me and him and i always be wondering like do they think we two dads is that what they thinking right now they did i i remember one point when she was in kindergarten it was like donuts with dad and they were both there because again very open when we do muffins with mom me and her stepmom or bonus mom come together don't worry about that me and her bonus mom come <laughs> at the same time and stuff like that um but when they did donuts with that, the school, the school actually took a picture and like that was on their Twitter page because they were real they were proud about they were that. Real huh? Proud about how open, <laughs> how open they were with, with having um, dads there. So, um, what is this one? Oh, I have another one. How do you correct your husband or wife properly, like with love and such? I'll let you figure it out when I figure that out. <laughs> I don't think we do it properly yet. I, yeah, I think it's something that we're still we're still working on. We actually had a conversation um, with a couple that mentors us the other day, and uh, we were talking about moments where somebody needs to probably like, I guess. Uh, oh, what do they say about taking an hour apart or something? No, no, no. Or? I'm not talking about that piece yet. Oh. We were talking about like um, this having someone mm -hmm. like try again. So like we're in the middle of a conversation or something and I need to say like, try again, maybe it was the tone or the way that something was said or even what was said. Um, and for the other person to be able to say, try again, and that other person to be able to kind of start over that, that conversation. And for me, naturally, I'm about to say, uh, try again. But for him, that sounds like I'm talking to one of our kids rather than me talking to our husband or to my husband. So that's something that I have to really be conscious about, especially since I work in education, too. Right. So I'm correcting my kids. I'm correcting kids at school. I'm correcting um, all, all of those things, not necessarily at a school, but we'll get into that at a different time. And so I have to make sure that I switch um, my mannerisms or my tone from the way that I talk to my kids to the way that I talk to my husband. And that's something that I have to really be conscious about. Do you want to? Um, I mean, in the past so far, like I said, it's something you're working on, but I know that if something is really bothering, um, her, she'll definitely eventually 
she she'll wait on it, but she'll say like we need to talk about something and we need to address that. And then we do we'll address that um and we'll have a talk. Uh but I mean, yes, with love and making the goal the problem and getting past it and really making sure it's known that like it's not like you hate that person because a lot of people nowadays are scared to address a problem because they're scared that like oh well what if they leave or they don't you know they feel this way yeah she yeah no she'll, I mean. she'll let me know but just i don't know how to really again we're working on too we're 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 in our 30s right um but at the end of the day it's the, the i think the real issue is the focus beyond the one fight we know as i keep repeating that this is for life and what our goals are set on so every conversation there's never a thought of those negative things other than maybe like, oh man, what did I do to what did I mess up with or what, whatever, right? <laughs> Sorry. So I'm saying I'm going to do the try again with my husband, with my tone. Yeah. As soon as our mentor said it to me and was like, just say try again in my head. I was like, that is not going to work for us because I already know I'm going to look at him and say, uh, try again. <laughs> and I verbally told my our mentor, like, that's not going to work unless she does it with your tone. Because his example was like, baby, I hear what you're saying. Can so, you please, you know, again? can you try that again? I'm like, yeah, that that'll that'll work. <laughs> if it's like that, <laughs> hang on, we're not not this way. Mm -mm. Oh, let's see. We are running down to the final 11 minutes. Y'all got anything? Y'all need to get it out. There was. I thought you just had something. Oh highlighted, yeah, I did. did you? Scroll up. Uh, uh. Do you talk about the conflict? That's not what I had highlighted. But no? actually, no, we did the one I had highlighted. I think that that will be the next you one. Had another one. Mm. But we can go ahead and add on to this one. Do you talk about the conflict immediately or do you need time to think and cool off like a moment or so? We kind of talked about this earlier. We're she different in this space. Um, I need time um, because I find that that's the best way. And this kind of goes back to the last question that you just had. This kind of goes back to me being able to take whatever hurtful things I want to say out of it. Um, I don't think I've crossed that line in our marriage at all, but I think it's because of the time that I take away. Sometimes it's too much time in his eyes, but I, I need the time. But see, here's the funny thing. The time that she takes is beneficial. This is what I mean by we're complimentary because I'm so quick to want to talk. If I do get to talk to her right away, I most likely make things worse because I want resolve. So I'm not thinking I'm going in like, Nah, what about, what about, but when she gives me time to think, because I, even though I'm outside, you know, the situation full of anxiety and I'm just like, nah, this, we got to fix this problem now. Um, eat a pickle on camera. No, sh keep going. I was going to get to it. Keep no, talking. Um, <laughs> I got distracted, but no, it's time. beneficial to me as well. Okay. I'm going to put this one up here no. and I don't even know how to make this happen. It won't. We're gonna find a way. No, I told y'all on Discord that no, the only way I'll a eat way. a pickle is if I do a fundraiser for something like Justin and them. And if we hit a certain number, I'll eat a pickle. Yeah, you so, know how y'all probably start getting yeah, into the same. Let's account. think through this. Let, let's plan this out. Let's figure out what we need to do to cure world hunger and I'll eat a pickle. It, to be able to make Mike eat a pickle. And I don't call him Mike, I call him Michael. Um, but reading that to make Michael eat a pickle. Does it have to be pickled by itself or what about like on a burger where I can kind of hide it? No, we're going to go with a full, <laughs> a regular pickle and not even like a, um, a slice of a pickle. What the? Not a spear either. We're going to go full no, gherkin. There's nothing. It's going to be the little gherkin of a pickle. There's nothing. 
See, I'm thinking of a of a of a slice. No, and I'm like, a there's gherkin. A, okay, what can we do to get there? No, what do we nothing. need to do to get Jesus Michael to return? eat a, a gherkin? Find Jesus. I'm just saying. Um, but I do want to bring this up. Has nothing to do with pickles, but we are talking about marriage and stuff like that. And it just reminded me. So this comment says, "I need Mike to submit to his wife." And Mike and everything about Mike. I don't call him Mike. Mm -mm. And there's a specific reason why I do mm -hmm. not call him Mike. I call him Michael. Full mm -hmm. name. Michael Mikhail. Mm -hmm. um, and that was before he did the whole Hebrew thing, I think. It was way before. No, but I didn't know. I don't remember if that was the. Uh, no, we were doing the phonetic. No, we were it's doing because the phonetic. I called you Tanasia, but I, I wrote it out phonetically, phonetically because you told me it phonetically. So you started writing my name phonetically and yes. then I just went with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I call him Michael or Mikhail. I do not call him Mike because Mike is who. And I, it really bothers me that you go by Mike in some places. But anyways, um, Mike is, is how he like identified himself before we met. So back in Jersey, where he was from, when he was doing making bad choices and stuff like that, like that's Mike. That's mm -hmm. how I say it's Mike. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want anything to do with that person. I completely understand everything that he went through to get to this point and the Michael that I get to love today, but I don't want to pay homage to that. Mike's dead. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But you still say Mike. Mm -mm. My username on discord is Michael as well. Yeah. People call me Mike because the short of Michael is Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And I then understand. I just let it, you know, I know my name is Mike. Like I'm not ridiculously special yeah. here, but I but, call him Michael. Yeah. So when I introduce myself. People always ask me too, like, do you prefer Mike or Michael? And I kind of like, let them know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, you can call me Mike, but mm -hmm. I like my name. Let me tell y'all the truth. It depends on who he's talking to, because when we're talking to certain people, <laughs> oh, he'll say Michael. He's, we're talking to other people. He'll say Mike. It yeah. depends. It depends. She talks. What she's really mentioning <laughs> is she always points out whenever I start talking to people that got more of a uh, a bit of hood in them, the yeah. old Mike does come out a little bit. But everybody yes. knows how that works. She, or when he's back at home in Jersey or something like that, it's bad Mike again. But yeah, Michael, my Michael, All sweet right. pickles. Do we have nicknames for each other? Baby, babe, Michael, Tenacita, Mikael. I will call her Tenacita for some reason because uh, the movie, uh, the show, uh, Queen of the South, mm -hmm. what they call her, Teresita, Teresita. So I will call her Tenacita for some reason, but like I don't have any real, you know, yeah, Mikael. Y'all don't gotta say sorry, it's fine, but that uh, Michael, <laughs> I mean, I, I do prefer it. That's it. Oh, I know, I prefer Michael because the name means who is like God. And it's a it's it's glorifying to God because it's the name that Mikael bore. Like I y'all just call me again though. I don't mind if y'all call me Mike. <laughs> this is a good one. So on TikTok, I'm in interracial marriage too. I'm just curious how you celebrate differences and similarities. So let me start with this piece. Really funny. You can I don't think you can tell, but um I'm black, um, but I stop. Let me finish. I'm black, but I grew up predominantly around white people. Well, actually, pretty mixed, but majorly white people. Michael grew up predominantly around black people, um, and so we're very used to interacting with the opposite race. Um, but as far as like handling or celebrating differences and similarities go. I make sure that our kids know um, that they are both races 
And so we do celebrate uh, largely African or African-American. We don't really emphasize the white for them, though, because I'm proud of my culture. I'm, I'm Italian. Italian. I'm, yeah, full, yeah. I'm full on Italian. So we make sure our children know that they are African-American and Italian. And my daughter's African-American and Irish. But, yeah, you know, can't all be perfect. <laughs> but, I love you, Tiana. But but same thing. But um, we make sure that, you know, Black History Month, they're learning they're learning all the things that they need to learn outside of Black History Month. They're learning all the things that they need to learn. They know what Juneteenth is. They know that they're Black. There was a period of time where um, my daughter would identify herself with a with a white woman. So like she would stop making that face with this fly. Mm. So like she would see a, a billboard of someone or something like that and say, I look like her. And I'm like, and wait. She does. I mean, like you do a little bit, but you're not blonde hair, blue eyes, you're blonde hair, brown eyes or something. So just making it really clear so that they understand that though race shouldn't separate us or anything like that, it's very important to know um, your ancestry, who you come from, about your history, like all of those things. Um, let me tell you guys a story real quick, too. So I was about to make a, I know there's only three minutes left. I was going to make I mean, a video can... about this because I used to have a YouTube uh, channel, <laughs> but I never posted this. So one year I bought our kids black history shirts. I buy them black history shirts every single uh, year. And I buy Michael a black history shirt too, because he's got black kids and a black wife and black history is a thing. But anyways, um, so I bought them black history shirts and I was so excited to put our kids in these black history shirts. Ask your, ask your friend where they were at. I threw them away by accident, <laughs> by accident, by accident, because she normally keeps a bag with trash on the door of the bedroom, like a shopping bag, like a growth, like a bag. And then she'll use that for the trash in the room and me trying to be a good husband he was. saw a trash bag, like, Hmm. I should take that out. Awfully, and I threw away all the black mm -hmm. history shirts. Awfully that were coincidental. But I ran to, I ran the, to the store <laughs> and bought more. <laughs> he did. He did run to the store. He bought our kids all the black history shirts. Everything. <laughs> I came back with everything. So Come back with peanut butter. Did you know this was invented by a black man? <laughs> so, um, yeah. I hope that Yeah, accident. I know. Come on, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I felt I felt really bad. He I was did. like, "Oh man!" But all right, guys. I know that we could keep going for uh, forever. And as always, um, you know, I'll I'll do a little wrap up on TikTok after this, a little Bible reading, maybe, and some prayers for people and whatnot. But um, we do have to end the YouTube because if not, people won't watch because we know that after this, it gets just extremely long, and and people get annoyed at that. Um, so. As always, guys, I appreciate you joining me, especially impromptu last minute uh, podcast. Everybody keep JD in your prayers. Keep Hannah, baby Hannah, in your prayers as well. Uh, she yeah. in, uh, goes in, into chemo and, and she is dealing with some struggles with that. I don't know how much Justin has shared, so that's all I'll share because that's his personal business. But I do know that there are struggles involved in that right now. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and end this with a prayer as, as usual. Um, and then I will be ending, uh, closing it out. And like I said, you guys can hop over there for a little final thoughts and whatever. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. So 
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to come together with technology and have fel a fellowship and get to know people. And thank you for the people that came that were new and maybe they got some questions answered that are going to benefit them in their life, whether it be in their pursuit of a marriage or maybe their current marriage or just maybe personal growth, whatever it may be. Father, thank you so much that you've allowed that to happen today. And I just pray that everybody has discernment as always, just in case myself or my wife misspeak on anything, um, at the end of the day, truth is what matters and your uh, son is what matters. And I never want anything I, uh, that I say to mislead anyone. So, Father, I always pray for discernment for everyone. And I pray that you bless everyone in the body of Christ, not just those uh, privy to listening to us tonight, even those that are not listening. I, I ask that you bless them. You're with them, all of our children, all of our wives, all of our husbands, all of our family, and be with the body of Christ tonight as we sleep and as we rest. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen, guys. Mm -hmm. I love you all to death. And uh, for those of you that are getting off and I won't see you, well, I will see you on Wednesday. Pay attention to TikTok where I will be announcing how that whole thing is going to go. And then, um, yeah, God bless, guys.